listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. May the peace of Christ be with us as we gather in his name to give thanks. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Before we begin our meal together today, let's pray. Join me by reading the bold text. Praise be to you, O Lord, who spins shining stars across the wondrous heavens and stretches out the seas, who lifts the dawn into place and sets the boundaries for night, who awes the earth with storms and gentles it with green, who gives everything a season and breathes life and love into the dust of me. Praise be to you, Father of the heavenly lights, who gives and gives and gives. Praise in all things, for all things, the soft slant of sunlight, the sweat of battle, a song in the wilderness, the evening breeze, the deep breath, the tended wound, mercy, quietness, a friend, for the miracles of the daily and the mysteries of the eternal. Praise be to you, Father of the heavenly lights, who gives and gives and gives. Join me in saying a prayer for our world. God, we come together now on behalf of our broken, beautiful, hurting world. Shine your light into the heart of every person who is lonely and feels disconnected. Touch the sick with your healing hand and relieve their pain and suffering. We pray for the hungry, that you would provide food for their bodies and nourishment for their souls. For those who have no home in which to gather and give thanks, make your presence and love known. Show us how to bless our enemies and welcome the foreigner in our midst. Let's take a moment of silence. Pray this together with me now. Lord, may your peace reign over all the earth. May all our thanks be to you alone. Amen. You may be seated. The table is where life happens. It's where imagination runs wild, where lessons are learned, and wonders are built. The table is where time can stop, 
where wounds are comforted. And freedom begins. It's where we find peace. And we laugh till it hurts. The table is where we gather with family, new and old, to share stories, to nourish our bodies, to enrich our souls. The table is where we give thanks and where we remember what great gifts Well, hey, everybody. It's me again. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving and Happy New Year. I, I know that maybe sounds strange, uh, but we at Oasis, for those of you who don't know, follow a little bit of a different calendar. We follow the liturgical calendar, the church calendar. And this is actually the last service of the year, those of you who don't know. That's right, right? Advent is next week. Advent start next week. I wanted to make sure. I did a fact check. Carol's my fact checker. Uh, next week is our Hanging of the Green service, and it is the start of a new church calendar year. Uh, and I like that a lot for a few reasons. One, uh, it kind of uh, disrupts us a little bit from kind of following uh, the kind of Gregorian calendar that we follow uh, normally, which uh, in America in particular is really kind of a, um, it's really a retail calendar. We, uh, we kind of start in January and it's New Year's and then February is Valentine's Day and then March is typically either Easter or St. Patrick's Day, or there's, and then there's uh, you know, Mother's Day in, in uh, April is Easter, and then Mother's Day is in May, and then June, it's dads and grads slash back to school, or no, no, back to school is later, sorry, dads and grads and Father's Day, and then you kind of have every month after that uh, a, a new retail holiday that if you actually plot it out, it's, it's, every, it's every about five weeks. There's a holiday that's kind of designed to get you to go into the store and kind of buy something. And so there's kind of this rhythm that we fall into. It's really easy to fall into because we're bombarded with it all day. But the church calendar presents to us an alternative that I'm so grateful for because uh, it, it makes us kind of break lockstep with that, that um, kind of consumerist calendar. And so... Thanksgiving is kind of a little bit of a different thing here at Oasis because it's not a church holiday, per se. Um, it's an American holiday. It's not particularly old. And we're the only ones that really celebrate it. And, uh, but we celebrate it here in church because uh, we think that its message is really important. We're about to enter in a year full of holidays that are kind of designed to get you to consume and specifically that are designed to kind of extract from you, Thanksgiving is kind of a little bit of an anomaly in it, right? Like, it's even, even its placement's kind of weird. Like, this Thursday, we're going to get together, and we're going to celebrate a holiday where we kind of 
pause and reflect, and we say thank you for what we have. We express gratitude to each other, for each other, and then we're going to do the dishes, and then we're going to go line up at the mall, because tomorrow, you know, the day after, there's going to be all of, you know, they've got like six TVs for a nickel, and you go and you just, like, it's just insane to be like, I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm totally going to go buy some stuff on Friday, like, I'm totally going to do it, so, you know, uh, physician heal thyself, I guess, but uh, it's, it's really just this kind of weird juxtaposition that we have these kind of two days, this day that sets up this time where we just kind of, it's, it's, uh, amongst us, an entire year of consuming, it's the time where we like, it's all about take, 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 and give, 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 and make, make, make. And it, it really kind of um, makes Thanksgiving really important, I think, because uh, this is, I think, the, the, the heart of Thanksgiving is an important thing to keep in mind. And, uh, but I, I also want to kind of push back a little bit on kind of the, the way that we normally phrase Thanksgiving, because when I was a kid, and I was taught about Thanksgiving, and you know, you, you dress up as pilgrims, and you dress up as Indians, and you, you cut out, you take a paper Publix bag, and you cut out the arms, and you wear it like a like a pilgrim outfit, and then you make that little paper hat with the buckle. Y'all know what I'm talking about, like you know, that's, no, no, <laughs> that's what we that's what we I don't know. At least when I was a kid, that's what we did. We dressed up as pilgrims, and we we uh, you know we we had a little paper turkey and everything, but. Uh, the way that I was taught Thanksgiving is, is the kind of the heart of Thanksgiving is be grateful for what you have. And then kind of with that was the second lesson of because there's lots of people who have less than you, you know. You got to finish your dinner because don't you know there's kids that are starving in such and such a country. And I think that that's good. But I think even that kind of, that's all kind of presupposes the having first. Be grateful for what you have. And... I think that like, it kind of establishes a little bit of a pecking order, like there's those who have and those who don't, and those really who don't have, and they don't have anything to be thankful for, so we should really be thankful. But I think, I think that what Christ teaches us to do is to be grateful even when we don't have, and maybe even to be grateful for what we don't have. I think a, a life of simplicity is undervalued for us. The, the having shouldn't precede the thanks. And uh, I heard a story recently, and I'll share it with you. I, I searched it, so I, I heard it online. It was a video, and then I Googled it because it sounded fake. And so I'm like 99% sure it's fake. So if you happen to know that this story is fake, uh, here's what you do. Just uh, gra grab a piece of paper and write me a message, and then just throw that in the garbage. I don't care. I don't <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> 99% sure this is an apocryphal story, so don't, don't correct me. It, the moral is real. But uh, Bill Gates was kind of up and coming, um, and he was, um, he was nobody first, and he had nothing, and he was broke, and he found himself in an airport one day reading a newspaper at a newspaper stand. Went to go buy that newspaper, realized he didn't have enough money to buy it. And the newspaper vendor said, well, this one's on me. You can have it. And so he said, uh, well, thanks. I'll pay you back the next time I come through. I'll buy another paper and I'll pay for two. And like I said, okay, whatever. And so he left. And then a couple weeks later, he found himself in the same airport. And he went to go do just that, buy a second newspaper, and go. And to his embarrassment, realized he 
He didn't have the change again. He didn't have it. And the guy said, no, 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 you can have, I don't need you to repay me for the last one, and you can have this one too. Uh, I'm giving it to you out of my profit, so it's not, it's not a loss for me. You can just have the newspaper. Bill Gates kind of always remembered that guy. And um, when he, years and years later, became exceedingly wealthy and exceedingly powerful, never forgot that guy. Just kind of always had that guy, that newspaper vendor in the back of his head to the point where it kind of really bugged him. He said, you know, I want to be the kind of person that makes good on what I owe. And so he kind of decided that even though decades had gone by, he was going to track down this newspaper vendor and he devoted himself to do it. And kind of, it took like, took like a month and a half for him to find this newspaper vendor. When you're Bill Gates, you have the time to do stuff like that, I guess. Like, you can afford it. You just devote a month to, like, finding some rando that gave you a newspaper a couple times. So he found the guy, and he went to him, and he said, hey, uh, do, you, do you know who I am? And the guy said, yeah, you're, you're Bill Gates. You're the richest guy in the world. And uh, he said, well, you may not remember but years and years ago, and the guy said, no, I, I remember, I gave you a newspaper, and then I gave you another newspaper. And uh, he said, well, I, I, wanna, I wanna do something for you. I want, to, I want to be as generous as you were. I wanna give you something, I, and, and I have a lot to give. I can you know, pretty much make anything happen for you. And uh, the guy refused. He said, no, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want anything. And he said, well, Please, I want, you know, I, I really, you're, you helped me when I had nothing, and I now am very wealthy, and I can really, ch I can change your life. Like, please, let me, let me help you. And that kind of prompted a conversation where they were talking about kind of the nature of generosity and the nature of giving, and what kind of Bill Gates realized in this conversation was that his generosity wasn't uh, anything like that guy's generosity, because that guy gave him something when he had nothing, and Bill Gates waited until he was grotesquely wealthy to help this guy. And he realized, like, I, my riches were pointless. My, my wealth was nothing. This guy was way wealthier than I was because he didn't wait until he was rich to help people. And so kind of in that story, the moral that I'm trying to impress upon you today is not waiting until you have the thing to be grateful not waiting until, I have this tendency, you might have it too. I defer my happiness, like I, I punt on my happiness all the time. Like I, I, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and, you know, I'll be like, oh, I just, I, I, I got to get a cup of coffee. I just, I just got to get to the coffee maker and the Keurig and I make a cup of coffee. And then, and then I make the cup of coffee and it's like, okay, I just, I just got to get through this meeting or I just got to get to lunch and then and then you know lunch comes and it's like all right I just gotta get home and I got and then I you know go home and it's like well I just I gotta get the kids to bed and then you know I just I'm, I'm always like kind of def I'm always placing my contentment just beyond the horizon of the next thing that I have to do and I'm like oh I just gotta take a shower and like oh gosh I'm so exhausted I just I gotta get in bed and it's always the next there's always like the next thing that I'm kind of that I'm kind of I'm just, I'm just always moving that finish line of contentment beyond my reach. Does, that, does anyone else like that? Like, does that, does that kind of resonate with anyone? We do that. We do that. We wait until we have whatever it is. You know, we imagine that the next thing is going to make us happy, but then we kind of put our happiness just beyond 
that reach. It's a terrible way to live. Why do we do it? I'm, a, I'm asking for real. Why do we, I don't know why I do it. Why do we do it? Does anyone know why we do it? Get back to me on that. If anyone figures that out, let me know why. But what I want to do today, I want to pause and I want to take inventory of what we have. And maybe the things that we're grateful for aren't things, and that's as it should be. Each of you should have gotten a card when you came in. It's a little placeholder, uh, like, a, like, a, like a table placeholder. And I want you to think for just a few moments on what you want to write in that space. It should say something to the effect of, today I'm grateful for blank. And I want you to think about what you want to put in that space. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be totally honest with you. Um, gratitude's uh, not right at the surface for me today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I find myself today kind of uh, on a high level of anxiety. We've, um, this has been kind of a, a, a month full of losses for me. Um, I'm, I'm leaving after the service today to go to Atlanta, Georgia, um, to go to bury my uncle. And uh, last week, Carol uh, went to go bury her aunt. And the week before that, we found out the news about our dear friend, Jim. And... Um, this isn't a time for me where gratitude um, is kind of at the ready for me. And this is where faith uh, comes in, I think. I, have, I don't have faith because I always see God's goodness. I need faith because I don't always see God's goodness. And so maybe some of you are going to write that line, fill that in. Maybe you're writing it in faith. Maybe it's something that you don't see clearly, or I, I don't know how this applies to you, but I mean, maybe it's something that is but isn't yet. Maybe it's something that you're needing or you're needing to not have. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for you or if that even applies to any of you all today. But we have faith in God's goodness. Even when we feel like we don't have very much to be thankful for. If all we have is this moment, because this moment's all that we do have, there's no promise of the next moment. And if all we have is each other, and if all we have is the hope that we found in Christ, then no matter what the rest of the circumstances are, we all have something that we can be thankful for. Amen? We all have something that we can express gratitude in. So uh, I'm going to invite you to the table. If you would, just in the next few moments, um, prayerfully, thoughtfully, fill in that line as a declaration. A declaration of reality or perhaps a declaration of faith. And what you're going to do is you're going to bring it up to the table and you're going to place that little placeholder on the table to signify that you have a place in the table. And that is something to be grateful for. There's a place for you at the table. You're going to place that place card up here and go ahead and receive the elements. There's uh, bread 
and there's juice. And for those of you who have uh, gluten allergies or intolerances, there is gluten-free uh, bread on this side of the table here in this corner. And then uh, I invite you to go ahead and take it and return to your seat and we'll continue in worship together. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for everything that you've done for us, Lord, everything that you've made possible for us, God. We thank you for your grace and for your love and that through that grace and love, you have made a place for us at the table. That you have welcomed us. And we, in turn, want to reflect that grace and love to each other and to our families and to our friends and to our communities and to this world. Let it be. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and come. I'm thankful for a second chance. Someone wrote, I'm thankful for an incredible wife and kids. Yeah, me too. I'm thankful for grace. Today I'm thankful for a safe place to be myself. Yeah. got a lot to be thankful for. Um, if you haven't already eaten the bread and drank the wine, you can go ahead and do so. And in a moment, uh, Bev's going to come up and lead us in a final prayer together. And um, yeah, we pray that just this, um, this spirit that's here right now, a spirit of uh, Gratefulness, gratitude, contentment, completion. That it would be abiding for you this week as you celebrate with family and friends and all that that can come with. And uh, go in peace as Bev leads us in this final prayer. Let's read this prayer together. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.